0: Ever driven past a property where it's got a brand new development, but then you see like a little property either next to it or in the middle of it and go, why did they not sell to the developer? It's called being landlocked. Stay tuned to hear more. Good morning everyone, welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 367, being landlocked, in love with your property, not selling to a developer, is it good, is it bad, what to think of when doing that, I'm sure we've all driven past a site and you see like the development around it and this little property in the middle and go, what happened there, did the developer not ask them, would they not sell, Mark, good morning. Good morning. How Morning,
1: it happens um it happens all the time hey Anmal. it happens all the time and you also see with government stuff where um you know where the gov- compulsory acquisition government can actually come and and Compulsory purchase your property at a price, um, but with developments you can't do it can on in a in a compulsory manner. So it's uh, we've I think we've all felt it though. You look, you drive past a property, see two massive towers beside a little house, and you go, "What happened there?"
0: Yeah, exactly right. And I think just as we've we've put a lot of sites together and sold a lot, we've sort of got that sort of inside knowledge of the process of what goes on. Because I think a lot of people, you ever think two things. You're like, why didn't the developer ask it, ask them? And more often than not, they do. And counsel almost forced them to ask. If you remember DY. Counsel
1: forces them,
0: yeah. To really, really, and not just ask, like go above and beyond and show evidence that they're doing it. We had a site in DY which was an L-shape. And then there was like the corner, the owner wouldn't sell, and I know council in that dialogue was basically said to them, without saying we're not going to approve yours until you got it. They they were very uh, well, I don't want to say forceful, but they really encouraged the developer to acquire that site. They did not want it developed in isolation because it just would have left an awkward piece. Um, and I they.
1: There's the million dollar question though. When you drive past and you think, you straight away think, why, why? You look at it and you go, oh my god! Like, was the developer being a tight ass? Was the um, was the landowner being way, way over on their expectation and, and cut their nose off spite their face? You always ask your question when you go past. You shake your head and go, what happened? What's the story?
0: Yeah and I sometimes it's a bit of both and I think a lot of the time it's m- maybe the person not selling they just don't have the information and they sort of I don't think a lot of the time like sometimes they've got a great business there they don't want to move they've been there 30 years and they just love it and they they don't look at anything else and it, they may not owe any money on it so They don't really care, but then you and they think the. But they also think the opportunity will always be there. They will always be able to develop it, which in some cases yes, but in some cases when it's built with the site next door, they can achieve either. Sometimes you can achieve more apartments, but sometimes not even more. It's just it makes it a more efficient build, and it will look better because council want it. And a lot of time, I don't think the landowner does that investigation because they sometimes come back at such a larger price. They think, like, the developer is going to make a, a bucket load more money if they acquire their site. But as you know, Mark, a lot of the time you're not actually getting more units, but sometimes just having an easier build for access is a big point. But there's always a dollar consideration. The, they can't just well, can pay anything up, for it. Can you bring up?
1: two examples um, on the screen, and we're going to show you guys what we mean by this and tell you, yeah. tell you, show you what happened. But I think either Manninga Legs Club building their whole car park around that little uh, the little house, little attain family's house, or across the road um, in DY where they built two five-storey unit blocks around Manninga Glass, or Victor, is it Victor Glass?
0: Victor Glass. I'm bringing it up now. Just give me a sec.
1: So yeah. these are these are really good these are really good examples. Now it, it, it doesn't sometimes there's just a bit of bad luck in there as well, guys. Where, and you may be advising friends or family or know someone in this situation, but sometimes um, these guys were just the it, it was just a um a failed negotiation sometimes it was a little bit of bad luck between uh timing and stuff like that miscommunication sometimes this happens as well but i think for good urban planning certainly as we're saying council makes makes you show a a written um uh in writing that you've actually tried to make it happen so yeah let's go let's have a look at this one this is an example here, guys. Where on the left-hand side there's a four-five story building. On the right-hand side, four-five story building. It goes but behind. When you look at it, yeah, and it goes behind. You can see the tip of it. Now, the hard thing that happens here is when you now what a lot of people don't know is that that's a state road that that, that um that is there now. It's not a council-owned road. Now, a lot of these state roads, you're not allowed to put driveways if you're redeveloping so even if you've got see how that that um that two-story building has a driveway onto pitwater road if you were to put new units there council will not allow you to put to retain the driveway that you've got on that main road
0: they need uh, to have fact. it next and door in the, the new they development they, can't. they hate so it so
1: this if you ever want to develop this, if you want to go from the top now, Michael, and just show where that what that looks like from the top, as a as a um, yeah. if you want to hit earth earth on that puppy, um, mm-hmm. but when you go from the when you go from the top, you'll see that it's actually landlocked, um, and when you see that it's landlocked, mm-hmm. geez, you're pretty good on that, mate. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, the mouse so let's, the keyboard, so a bit. Here it is. There it is. So let's drill. Let's drill down from the top there. So Basically. you can see that yeah, it actually has no. Oh, there's aerial there. Satellite. Um, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, fancy. But see this building here. It's actually. Um, it's that's it it's where that pink is so you can't get a driveway or access off the rear street you can't put a driveway back onto to pickwater road because council so even if you did get your four or five stories out of that you can't actually put a driveway onto that onto that main road any longer that's a classic example of landlocking and all, on, all around all the way around it is is there five stories
0: even another um, one, one merriton this puppy here
1: yeah that doesn't look it from this angle, but um, we'll show you on a, on the street angle that that's an eight-story, nine-story building above it, and then below it's a five-story building. and Now that's been landlocked. Uh, there's an example there: one-story building, five, six stories on the left, is it? Yep, five, yeah, five, six stories, and then maybe even eight, and then and then to the right that's five, six stories. So it's just been left, and you can't actually get a, a uh, any parking now on that on that site any longer yeah so I what's the lesson what's the summary
0: well I think like as we sort of said in the heading people get very attached to maybe their business inside but I think in summary you really need to look at if you don't sell for this opportunity what can you do with it and the value because you may have a booming business making a hundred grand a year say for example and, and you're happy with that but if you don't sell your property is worth two million, and if you sell, it may be worth four. But if it's all built around you, you, you can only ever get that two million dollars for you. And I think a lot of people really need to sort of look deep and be like, "Can we operate our business elsewhere?" And if the answer is no, then maybe you don't sell. But if the answer is yes, then there's a potential opportunity to cash out. How often, Mark? When people are looking to buy property, they always go, I reckon 80% of the time, what's the development potential? So you know that's a, everyone sort of thinks of it, but then not to sell with the developer and get landlocked, it's not really what what you want to do. Um, Yeah. And maybe it's, I was saying to you before, which probably sounds uh, a little bit weird, but maybe they don't understand the value of what the offer is. They've owned it for 30 years, they've... They've been quite conservative, and they get too caught up in the negotiations, and they have a figure in their mind. Like they may really wait, want five million, not because of any reason, it's just a figure they like, and they're being offered four, and they may not have had four million in the account for four or five, and they let it go, and then it's worth two, because it's not sort of real money. It's almost like gambling. When you're up and down, it just doesn't feel real or stocks because it's not tangible. Um, and I think that's why having an agent is very important to sort of give you that perspective um, yep. on what you could do with it. Because if you sort of said to him, oh, if, even if you get 4000000 million, you'll be able to buy two more shops, three properties or, or just something people get that disconnect from reality and they get caught up in the negotiations or get too firm on the, on the price there.
1: So do get too in love with your business more than the property value. Be a business person. Always take a couple of steps back on it. Watch about landlocking your property um, and uh, definitely be considerate if you are making a decision to landlock your property of uh, where the value is lying in your business because it could be – you could halve the value of your property overnight by saying no to a
0: developer. Yeah, exactly. And reach out to a, ta- a town planner because I think – uh, a lot of owners, Mark, they're always worried about getting screwed by a developer. That's probably yeah. the biggest concern. They don't know if what the developer is telling them is truthful. They may have been told by a friend it was something else. Like how often is it like, oh, my buddy, he's a builder, told me I can get 30 units and the developer could pay $9 million. He's offering me five. He's trying to screw me. Obviously, that developer does want to get it for the cheapest price. Mo- like most of the time like you, just like an owner wants it for the most expensive price but they are also the most educated probably for your block because they've been they're doing the development next door so but you could always get that information and get your own third party to analyze it and they may be like yeah if you tried to develop it on yourself you'd only get 10 units he can get 15 that's why he can pay you more or you can't develop it at all if you don't sell with him so i think and that could only cost you a couple grand, and it could save you a lot of heartache. That's a
1: yeah, Don't be landlocked, kids. Don't be landlocked.
0: Yeah. All That's right, everyone. Right. Thank you. Right. Cheers. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.